And what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Thursday, April 29th, 2021. And I am Chip, your host, and tonight I'm doing a special rapid reaction to the NFL Draft. We just got finished with the first round, and I'm, I'm recording super late on the West Coast, so this won't get to you guys probably until in the morning time we actually see this or are listening to it. But I want to give you my reaction to the first round, um, and mainly just the guys that are fancy relevant for the 2021 season. Um, just because it's it's now that we know that these players are where they're going to go and whatnot, it's going to be one of those things where it's good idea to kind of break down where we kind of see them from a fancy standpoint. But before we get into those players, let's talk about some of the news that took place. Um, and the biggest news that happened on Thursday was that Aaron Rodgers, a report came out about one o'clock West Coast time that Aaron Rodgers looking to get out of Green Bay. He's not happy. Apparently, there's contract negotiations that um have been you know falling through in the last few weeks and it sounds like he wants to be done but based on all the reports coming out of green bay there's not a chance that he's gonna get traded if he was gonna get traded it seemed like it would happen in the first round the 49ers were primed to get him because they you know they had the, the third overall spot if they decided to trade him they could have traded the packers that that draft pick and and whatnot but that didn't happen um it sounded like also there's a report that came out that he was interested in being traded to the 49ers, the Raiders, or the Broncos. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I don't anticipate Aaron Rodgers being traded at any point during the draft this weekend. Just because I think if it happened, I think the 49ers or the Broncos, like someone who had a top 10 pick, that would have been a, the ideal landing spot for draft picks for the Green Bay Packers. They decided to trade away Aaron Rodgers. But it looks like he'll be in Green Bay for at least next season. But just... These these you know whispers when there's smoke there's fire. It's not over yet. He says that he may not want to play next year. I mean that's all rumors. We don't know exactly, but you know Aaron Rodgers is disgruntled. They're not doing anything to probably put people in place to kind of get that you know back you know past the hump. I mean you know you look at what they did in the draft in the first round tonight, and they did not go after anybody offensively. They got another corner, so. At this point, it's it's a wait and see type of process. Um, just kind of like how it was with Russell Wilson in Seattle. You know, there's these quarterbacks who are seeing teams go after people in free agency. They're seeing teams, you know, just kind of build through the draft and 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 whatnot. And they're just not doing the things the quarterbacks are asking to do from a front office standpoint. So uh, it'd be interesting to kind of see exactly what happens. But as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. And then this is kind of interesting news that came out on Thursday as well is that Tim Tebow um, actually apparently wants to convert to the tight end position, which he should have done 10 years ago, but he didn't. But he had a trout with the Jaguars, which I don't know if that's just kind of Urban Meyer kind of give him like throw him in a bone to try out and see what he can do. But Tebow, he's, you know, Tebow, he's 33 years old. I don't see how that would be an opportunity for him to be able to make an NFL roster. Um, it's just too bad he didn't do it earlier in his career. And then Saquon Barkley, it sounds like, will be ready for the 2021 season. You know, he's 10 months out of an ACL injury. Don't see, from my medical background and, and my in my opinion, I don't see why he would not be available to play at the start of the season. He'll be 10 months removed. Generally, ACL reconstructions take about 9 to 11 months to, to fully heal. Um, so Saquon Barkley, I never thought would have been at any risk of... of uh, not not starting 2021, but um, and then lastly, the Tampa Bay Bucks were able to re-sign Antonio Brown to a one-year deal worth 3.1 million dollars. 
Now, I felt like I was actually talking to my barber about this the other day is that I felt like the more time that Antonio Brown was not signed, the likelihood of the Bucks re-signing him were getting better and, you know, and it actually happened. So that's good for Tampa Bay. You know, obviously they, they were able to bring back almost every player from their starting lineups on offense and defense. And then Antonio Brown is just another, you know, just another piece there as well. So um, exciting if you're a Bucks fan, which I am. So it's obviously nice to be able to see our, you know, our whole team come back, which is very rare. So that is pretty much the news that took, you know, took place in the last couple of days. But, you know, let's get into some of the, the my my reactions to some of the top picks in the first round. And of course, I'm going to start off with Travis, you know, Trevor Lawrence. We know that the Jags were going to take him. It wasn't a secret. He's a generational talent. And there's no reason why that the Jags would have passed on on Trevor Lawrence for like someone like Zach Wilson. But what it's nice about this is that Trevor Lawrence goes right into the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, offense as the starter, no competition, and he gets a pretty good supporting cast. So now he gets, you know, he has DJ Chark, you know, he has Levisca uh, Sonot, you'll have Marvin Jones, obviously you got James Robinson there, and then at, at the 25th pick they got uh, Travis Entity. So that that's gonna be a player that obviously he played with in college at Clemson rounds out the, the just a good core offense to start. And I think the Jags overall have some pretty good offensive weapons where you'll see, Tra- uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I can't, we don't want to call him Travis. I understand that, but Trevor Lawrence will have uh, a good opportunity to succeed as a rookie. As long as he stays healthy. I think this is a, this is an obvious choice for the Jags. You know, they get there, hopefully their quarterback for the next, next decade, um, you know, he's six, six, he has a strong arm, he's mobile. So I think this is a very good pick. And I think this is a guy that, um, hopefully will, will be a future, you know, a star in the league. And then with the second overall pick, the New York Jets picked up Zach Wilson. You know, he was another, you know, another good prospect, you know, prospect coming out of BYU. You know, he's a very, you know, he's a very mobile quarterback. And what I like about him too, is like, he's able to manipulate his arm in different angles where he can make those tough throws. And just like, you know, not maybe not as good as Trevor Lawrence, but Zach Wilson does get Denzel Mims. He gets Corey Davis. There's Jameson Crowder. He gets Chris Herndon. So he does get some decent, you know, weapons for him. But from a fantasy standpoint, I, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is one of those, going back to Trevor Lawrence for a second, I do think that he is the Joe Burrows of this year. Like he's the guy that if I want to draft a rookie quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, for me, is the safest bet out of all the quarterbacks I got drafted. Because even with Zach Wilson, he will be the number day one starter for the Jets. Now, we just don't know exactly how good he's going to be. And I think he'll be decent, obviously, as the as the year goes on. But from a fancy standpoint, he's not a guy, unless you're like in a two-quarterback league and you need a backup or whatever, I still see him giving the upside like a Joe Burrow did or even a Trevor Lawrence this year. So, uh, But definitely a good quarterback for the future for the New York Jets. And then moving on to the San Francisco 49ers, this pick was obviously a kind of a back and forth. Was it going to be Mac Jones? Was it going to be Trey Lance? Was it a possibility they were going to try to trade for Aaron Rodgers and not be the possibility? But it was what people thought all along. There was a 50-50 chance that it was going to be Trey Lance or Mac Jones. They went with Trey Lance. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo right now is still on the team. We have no idea what will happen on Friday and Saturday during the draft, but I find Trey Lance being more of a backup for right now. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the quarterback. I believe will be the starter. Trey Lance will have to, because he's raw. He's only played one full season in college. So I think that it'll take some time for him to develop. And with him being with Kyle Shanahan, I think that's going to be a very good opportunity for him to develop quicker. 
So that means that I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be on a short le- leash. And But I think that that's going to be the, what's going to happen is Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starter going into next season. And then Trey Lance will have to show that he's worthy of being the starter. So um, overall, I think San Francisco got a good, a good raw quarterback. We'll just see how he, you know, let's just see how he develops, at, you know, with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. And then going to the fourth overall pick, you got Kyle Pitts. He's a tight end from Florida. I think this was a great pick. I think that you know they're trying to build a good offense around Matt Ryan. You know, you got to think about the, now they have. Right now, Julio Jones is still on the team. You got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, you got Russell Gage, you got Hayden Hurst, and they added Mike Davis at running back. You know, that that team is pretty, pretty, you know, lethal right now in the sense of like what they have offensively. So I like that for Mike, you know, for Matt Ryan. I think that that gives him some opportunity to be kind of a, a sneaky pick next year or this year in the in the draft for fantasy. Um, but I think Kyle Pitts, he's a guy that if you're in a dynasty league, he's one of those guys that you try to you hopefully get a you know, you get the pick up because he could be a generational talent at the tight end position, which obviously, will, you know, from a redraft standpoint, I'm sure he's going to be a, a very good value. Um, from a dynasty standpoint, I think he's a, a guy that you would want to draft as, as, as much as you, you know, as soon as you could, because, you know, it's one of those things where he could be the best tight end for the next five to 10 years. Who knows? But Kyle Pitts at Atlanta is going to, that's a great pick. And then going to number five to Jamar Chase, the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought we were going to pick up an offensive tackle. They decided to go with Jamar Chase, which I get it. He gets to reunite with Joe Burrow, which is an awesome thing. I mean, he'll be the Bengals' immediate number one wide receiver. It hits, you know, T. Higgins, which I was high on for this season, now kind of takes a hit fantasy-wise. Now he'll be the number two, and Tyler Boyd would be the number three. But the thing is with this is that I thought, you know, the way Joe, Joe Burrow got hurt, you would want you would think the Bengals would try to find a way to protect Joe Burrow a lot more, especially now coming out, you know, coming off into a major knee surgery. But they decided to go for more offense. They decided to go with, with the wide receiver, arguably the best wide receiver in the draft, which you can't fault them for that. You're trying to put all the pieces around Joe Burrow as you can, but you have to start from the inside out. You have to get the offensive line figured out to protect him because you already have good enough talent with T. Higgins. You got, you know, like I said, Tyler Boyd, you got Joe Mixon. So there are good pieces in place. It's just, I wish that um, this is probably, you know, a guy that Joe Burrow is trying to push for because he's an ex-teammate. But, you know, I just wish that he would have went from a from an offensive tackle standpoint to protect him. So overall, I think, you know, Jamar Chase would be the, the rookie wide receiver as of right now that I would want to take in drafts. But things can change. Um, but as of right now, you know, that's what it is. And now going to the Miami Dolphins. Now, I believe the Miami Dolphins wanted Jamar Chase. That's why they traded some of the picks away. They traded back. Um, but I do think that they got a good wide receiver in Jalen Waddle. You know, he now reunites just like Joe Bro. He reunites with Tua. Um, dude's quick. He, you know, before the, he didn't do the the combine. They also didn't have a combine or didn't do a pro day. But he always clocked at a 4.340. So he's obviously a fast guy. They kind of compare him to like a Tyree Kill type of wide receiver. You know, he's being added to a team with Devontae Parker. You got Will Fuller now. You got Mike Jasicki. So Tua now has some pieces in place as well. So you're seeing kind of these younger quarterbacks getting some good pieces around them for them to succeed. And, you know, honestly, I think the only problem with him going to Miami is that what are the opportunities going to be like? Is he going to be able to be a guy who gets consistent targets? 
is he going to be a, a player like you know, last year, like Henry Ruggs, right? He had a couple games that he was fancy relevant, but the games that you played him, he, you know, you didn't play him on the games that he did well. So I feel like that's going to be kind of that interesting situation with Jalen Waddle is like, is he going to be a guy that you can rely on, you know, going forward? But we know that Devontae Parker has a injury history. We know that Will Fuller does. So like I said, if opportunity gets there for him, I think he could be, you know, a fancy irrelevant, but um, it's a obviously wait and see process. And then going to uh, the pick number 10, we had Devontae Smith. So his teammate goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, or I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Waddle's teammate goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now he's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. There are some the concerns about his weight. He's like six foot, 166 pounds. So that's something that people are concerned about. But honestly, I do think that if you look at what Deshaun Jackson brought to that team, you know, he was a small, fast receiver that why can't he be something like that? I mean, he was effective. Deshaun Jackson was effective or effective. So why can't, you know, Devontae Smith, he will gain some weight. He's a quick guy. Um, I think that when you add him with Jalen Rager, you know, obviously I think Jalen Rager will play outside. I think Devontae Smith plays in the slot. You know, obviously you have Miles Sanders there. You got Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard right now is the other tight end. So I think for upside for Jalen Hurts, I think this is a good opportunity for him to do something fancy-wise. It's just we don't know exactly what the offense is going to look like going forward. So that's the only concern about um, the Eagles is like how how is these how are these players and this offense going to be used? Um, so it's one of those things where it's a wait and see. Hopefully, with the preseason, we'll see some of that. But most teams don't reveal much in the preseason, anyways. But uh, it's just one of those things where. You know, I think it's a decent landing spot. They traded up to get him from the Dallas Cowboys draft spot. So I think that it's an opportunity where you can see, you know, from a fancy standpoint, does he does he become relevant this year as well? But it, like I said, it's all about opportunity. And as of right now, there's just a lot of people on that roster from a target standpoint. How consistent will that be? That's just my concern. Now, going to actually a really good pick that I like is at pick 11, the Chicago Bears drafted Justin Fields. Now, what I like about Justin Fields is that he reminds me of Russell Wilson. He reminds me of a guy who he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, he's definitely a good guy, guy who can, you know, you definitely saw what he did. He had, you know, one of the games last year, I think it was a, I think it was against Clemson. He had broken ribs. He came back. He was able to, you know, throw, you know, and get a bunch of touchdowns like, Justin Fields, to me, I feel like he was a guy that, you know, when the, the college football season ended last year, he was a guy that everyone was thinking, okay, it's going to be it's going to be Trevor Lawrence one and then Justin Fields two. But then Zach Wilson got a little more hype. You got Trey Lance got some more hype. And then you got some of the Mac Jones kind of sprinkling into that as well. But it looks like um, Justin Fields will be the guy that he could be the steal of the draft. He could be a guy that, you know, people slept on him a little bit. The Chicago Bears felt like they were able to move on from Mr. Trubisky, and now Andy Dalton was supposed to be that. You know, now I feel like the the Chicago Bears kind of feel stupid about calling Andy Dalton their QB one because I don't, I don't, I don't see how Justin Fields does not go into the Chicago Bears facility as the number one quarterback. So I think he, from a fantasy standpoint, him and Trevor Lawrence are the two guys that I think that. Uh, could potentially be the two rookie quarterbacks that do well next year that are fancy relevant, that a guy that you can stream or if you're playing a two quarterback league where you can start them consistently uh, just because he has that dual threat capability. I'm a type of fancy player who loves having quarterbacks that can run the ball as well. Um, so 
definitely a, a definitely a guy who could probably be a you know a mid to late round pick next year or this year in the fantasy drafts. Um, and then going on to the pick 15 of Mac Jones, that's the, the Patriots got their guy that they're looking for this whole entire time. Um, Mac Jones, I don't think is a guy that you're going to see play this year unless Cam Newton is completely awful. I think that uh, Mac Jones is going to be a, you know, he's going to be a project. I think something that can build like Bill Belichick can build, um, you know, and, and whatnot. But I just don't see Mac Jones being really fancy relevant unless there's an injury to Cam Newton. I just don't see how he's gonna be relevant this year from a, just from not from a fancy standpoint, but also just the NFL standpoint. Um, but they're looking for their QB for the future. Obviously, they lost Tom Brady to Tampa. Cam Newton, you know, he, you know, he's kind of that bridge quarterback right now. So hopefully, this is a, a quarterback that, you know, the 49ers are apparently there was some smoke there that the 49ers are looking for Mac Jones to, to draft Mac Jones, but they went a different direction. So this is what the Patriots got, and they didn't have to move up to get him. It sounded like they wanted him all along, so they were able to stay in the position at 15 and get him. So uh, good for the Patriots. We'll see if it turns out to be another Tom Brady situation where this guy was the best quarterback out of this whole entire draft class. Who knows? Um, and then let's go to pick 20. So pick 20, we had the Giants draft Kadarius Tony from or Tooney, Kadarius uh, uh, Tooney from the Florida Gators. And what I don't understand about this pick is that there were some some rumors that there that the uh, Giants wanted Devontae, Devontae um, Smith. But the problem was is that, like, for me, is like, why would you want to go for another wide receiver when you already have enough talent on the roster? And you just got Kenny Galladay. You spent big money on Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. You have Darius Slayton. You have Evan Ingram. You have Saquon Barkley as a pass-catching running back. So why would you go and draft somebody at the wide receiver position. So I understand he's a faster, you know, wide receiver, but I just don't, it makes me not like Kenny Galladay even more. Like Kenny Galladay was, he's an elite wide receiver, but from a fancy standpoint, I feel like where, where are all these targets going to go? You know, I feel like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are probably the two safest people to, to draft next, you know, this year in the draft, because I just don't know if I want to play with that type of situation where, you know, who, you know, who's, who's going to get the targets from the wide receiver position, especially when, you know, Kenny Galladay is supposed to be the number one wide receiver. I just, I just don't know. So I think that overall, I think this helps Daniel Jones. Um, but overall, I just, I don't know if I want to touch this Giants offense unless it's Daniel Jones or, I mean, Evan Ingram at tight end, you got Daniel Jones and that, and obviously Saquon Barkley. And then going to the pick that I wish the Bucks were able to get, but unfortunately there was no way they're going to get him at 32. Uh, at, at 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers picked up Najee Harris from the Alabama, uh, from Alabama, and you know that's that's a guy that he, looking at his film and looking at his highlights and everything like that, he just looks like a Pittsburgh Steeler running back. He's big, physical, and he can catch the ball. Like he reminds me, I'm not saying he's Le'Veon Bell ish in his in his skill set, but this is a guy from a from a fantasy standpoint will be relevant this year. He will be the top rookie in my eyes the draft this year, which a possibility where he can, he can finish up as an RB two um, and because upside for as an RB one, that offense, we know the Steelers offense is being productive for running backs, being fancy relevant. We've seen, we've seen Le'Veon Bell be a top five fancy running back for years. And sometimes he was the number one overall back. So I think this is an awesome pick. I am a little jealous of this pick, but you just looking at how he's built, it just looks like a guy that should be a Pittsburgh Steelers. So good for the Steelers to be able to hold off and, and wait and pick him up rather than having to, 
reach for him or be nervous that someone's going to, you know, jump ahead of him in the draft. And then lastly, I kind of made a little a reference to him earlier, but at the 25th pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars picked up Travis Et- uh, Etienne. I'm not really saying his name right. Hopefully, I'll be able to get a better pronunciation of him as I, you know, hear his name a little bit more. But obviously, the first reaction to this is it's cool that he's be able to go back and play with Trevor Lawrence. However, if you have James Robinson in any dynasty league, like me, you're a little upset about this because, you know, you James Robinson had like 96% of the offensive carries last year for Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, he was able to manage that workload. He was all right. You know, Chris Thompson came in a little bit for third down work. But it sounds like what Urban Meyer said in his press conference, they want to use Travis Entity as a third down back and use Robinson or James Robinson and Carlos Hyde as the one-two punch, which they got three running backs they're going to cycle through. I just don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how comfortable I feel about now James Robinson. James Robinson, now he's in my dynasty league. Um, I just don't know what to do. I'll keep him, you know, I guess. But possibly I may I may go ahead and drop him. I have no idea um, based on the on the scenario and the situations for um, who I can get in place of them. So uh, just, a, just a – I wish that this is the one running back um, that is a, it's just a sucky landing spot for him because if he went somewhere else – he definitely would flourish because he could be a, an every down back. So um, we'll see what happens. Could he emerge as the number one running back? It's a possible, you know, possibility. We've seen someone like Alvin Kamara do that with the Saints, where you know he got drafted. You had on the roster at the time Mark Ingram. You had Adrian Pierce, but then Alvin Kamara came in, and then you saw how Al, once Adrian Pierce got released by the Saints, that Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram became a, a solid one-two punch. So we'll see what happens in Jacksonville, but. You know, this is this is a team that is is right now a, a, a pretty good setup team. And it looks like it could be a fun team to watch with Urban Meyer being a college coach. How that how that that offense is going to flow? So a pretty you know a pretty decent first round overall. Those are the main guys I want to I want to talk about in the in the first round. But um, I appreciate you guys watching this 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 short reaction. Um, you know, I'll be back on Monday when I talk about and, re- and return to my series with how it started, how it ended with the wide receiver position. But um, if you have any questions or any, you know, anything like that, please email me at chip at gridironfantasy12.com. If you like to follow us on social media, you can follow us overall on Facebook and Twitter at the Gridiron Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the reaction and we'll see you on Monday. Take care. <laughs>